Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, you have patiently endured the whole state of theology survey that we have gone through. No, no. They were excited. They were thrilled, and now they're saddened that it's done. Well, they're excited about the survey. I'm not sure they were so excited about us. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) So we are on the last question, and it is this. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin. And uh, 100% of evangelicals agreed with this. Praise the Lord. So let's maybe unpack unpack this for for listeners today who say, well, yeah, Jesus, I just talked to this guy the other day from England. I think Jesus Christ is, you know, a good teacher and I think the Bible is a good book, but, you know, there are other world religions that that teach truth as well. So is it true that Jesus' death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin? I think this is one of those statements that people agree with in theory, um, but in practice, I'm not always sure that they agree with it. And what I mean by that is this, that it, it's like those that Paul was writing to in the book of Galatians. They knew that Jesus Christ was the only way of salvation. However, they felt the need to supplement the sacrifice of, of Christ with their good works. Mm-hmm. That in their head they knew that they're saved by grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. But in practice, they lived as if they were contributing to their own salvation. And I I am actually quite afraid that that is the mindset of many uh, a churchgoer today, that they don't truly rely on Christ alone and the sacrifice of Christ alone for their sins. Mm -hmm that their mindset is that somehow they also have to atone and they can do it by their, their effort, their good works. Um, and then they're trying to get their identity before God based upon their performance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the answer to this question is that yes, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his death in our place is the only way. Uh, that we can uh, be forgiven, have have eternal life, uh, hope hope of an of an eternity with Him. Uh, you just ask the question: Who who else would possibly compare to Jesus Christ? Uh, who who else is the Word of God made flesh, the eternal Son of God who took on human flesh? What what parallel to this would you find in any other religion? Uh, in any other system of thought, uh, only once in all of human history has the very Word of God, the, the Son of God, taken on human flesh, come among us, uh, died, on, d- died uh, uh, a painful death, sacrificial death in our place, 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at. And, and what else could you add that would be of any value? And what could you add to that? Uh, I'm going to read from Romans 5 and verse 6, very, very well known text. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. Since, therefore, we have now been justified, made right with God, we've been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Uh, That has happened only once in human history. There is nothing to compare to it. And yes. Can I I bring up um, an alternate theology that was really popular in the last 100 years that it's still kind of spreading its atmospheric um, uh, ideas around in the churches, uh, dispensationalism. So, you know, Schofield Study Bible came out in 1909. There's a study note on John 1, 17, where it talks about through the law came Moses, but through through Christ came, you know, grace and truth. And Schofield's study note influenced a whole generation of Christians because what he said was, now that we, now that Christ has come, we're saved by grace, which is in distinction to legal obedience to the law in the Old Testament. So there was this idea that people in the Old Testament were saved by obedience to the law through the sacrifices of the temple. But now that Christ has come, now we're saved through grace. Yeah, let me let me summarize. That's bunk. Um, <laughs> Abraham. You're so technical. Yeah, I, can I know, you can you I tell know. our listeners what that word means? I'm, be, I, I'm being overly <laughs> subtle. Uh, Abraham was saved by faith. Abraham believed God. He believed in the promise. God had given Abraham a promise through your offspring, which we now know as Jesus Christ. Through your offspring, all the world will be blessed. And Abraham trusted the promise. And uh, Genesis says Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him. It was counted to him as righteousness. That's justification by faith. Mm-hmm. And and this is that's the whole pattern of the Old Testament from the beginning of that first promise that we have in Genesis three fifteen of of the Savior that's going to come uh, that's going to crush the serpent's head. From that point on, people are looking toward the Savior. We have the we have the wonderful privilege of being able to look back on the cross and having this full revelation of God in God's Word, which tells us you know everything that we need to know about. Uh, the Messiah that came, they were looking forward to that. Some so then, the, why why the why the bloody sacrifices then? Because I I grew <laughs> well, up in a dispensational church, and and what I was taught was those sacrifices they, atoned for their sins. Well, those those were types and shadows of the thing to come. That's what it, that's what we're we're told in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Those were those were types. Uh, he. He is the he is the reality. Those things were pointing forward. You know, if the you know as uh, Hebrews goes back, if the if the blood of bulls and goats uh, could atone for sin, why did they have to go back every year for that? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was looking forward to the Lord Jesus Christ, who was going to come and be that final sacrifice. He will make himself a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the 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 Lord is going to provide His own sacrifice for sin. Mm-hmm. There's a key line in Hebrews chapter 10 where it says it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Schofield missed that verse. 
because then you could never say that there was a different form of salvation in the Old Testament, because the Scripture is very clear that the blood of, of bulls and goats could not deal with the sin issue. Yeah. Obedience couldn't deal with the sin issue. The whole book of Hebrews is driving at the part at the point of that these are shadows. These are pointing to the reality, and the reality is Jesus Christ, and salvation is found only in his sacri- one sacrifice for sin. Mm-hmm. And as Phil said earlier, those in the Old Testament, by faith, looked to the one that was going to come and place their faith in the one that God had promised starting in Genesis 3.15, would come and be the sacrifice for sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a lot of maybe wrong ideas sometimes about all that the Messiah was going to be, but they got the kernel of that they were sinners and that they could not and the sacrifices could not and the system of the Old Testament could not Mm -hmm. atone for their sins. A Messiah would have to do that. Yeah. And this is where I think the confessions are really helpful. In the Westminster Confession of Faith, it talks about how this this covenant of grace, which is essentially the gospel, how the covenant of grace is revealed in the Old Testament versus how it's revealed in the New Testament. I mean, we do things like baptism and Lord's Supper, which are little drama dramas of the gospel and 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 signs and seals of the gospel. Well, in the Old Testament, they had these same dramas of the gospel through uh, the circumcision te- through and circumcision, the, Passover. the Passover and through the, the temple rites and, and those types of things. It was, Moses wasn't teaching a different religion than, than what Jesus taught, but it was just, it's like that, that phrase, uh, the gospel in the old Testament is, I'm going to say it wrong in the old Testament concealed in the new Testament revealed. revealed. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many voices. There's so many voices as, as you guys have indicated voices in the Old Testament that know, that tell us that the sacrifice, the, the whole sacrificial system of the, of the Old Testament and, and the blood of animals, yes, it was ordained by God, but it's shadows that are pointing forward to Christ. Mm-hmm. But there are so many voices that knew that those sacrifices did not take away sin. I'm looking at Psalm 51 and, and uh, mm-hmm. written by King David. And when he's confessing his sin and, and, pleading for God's mercy after his adultery with Bathsheba. And he says, and this is in Psalm 51, verse 18, For you, O Lord, will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Mm -hmm. Uh, David knows that there is a sacrifice coming. He doesn't know exactly what it's going to be, but he's placing his trust in, in God and simply humbling himself and confessing his sin and trusting in God's, in God's mercy and forgiving love. Mm-hmm. Psalm 49 gives us a truth where it says, Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice that he should live on forever and never see the pit. And then later in the psalm it says, but God mm-hmm. will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Mm. Yeah. Um, so even in the Old Testament, they knew that salvation was a work of God, Yeah, mm-hmm. that God would have to be the ransom mm-hmm. and pay the ransom because it was a price that no man could afford. 
Um, I, I find a helpful book um, in R.C. Sproul's little book called The Heart of the Cross, and it goes through some of these redemptive phrases like ransom and redemption and atonement. Um, so if you haven't read that, I, I would encourage you to pick up. It's a small little book, and it's just called The Heart of the Cross. Another good book, uh, 50 Reasons Why Jesus Came to Die. It's also called The Passion of Jesus Christ under a different title by John Piper. Uh, very short read, like page and a half or page per chapter. Really, really good. All of this to say that if if you're listening, our desire is that you would be those that put your trust in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation and live out of the fullness of that salvation We've often talked about this. One of the tests that you can have that to know whether you truly are basing your salvation on the work of Jesus Christ alone is that after you sin, do you question the love of God for you? Mm-hmm. If you do, if you think that after you sin that God loves you less, then I would I would gently correct you and say, wait a minute, you're loved through Jesus Christ. You're loved because of the finished and perfect work of Jesus Christ. And he, God cannot love you less after you sin because his basis for his love for you was not dependent upon your performance. That's right. It was based upon the work of his son on your behalf. And I would just push you back towards the gospel, mm-hmm. push you back towards the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ for your sin. Amen. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, just go to your app. Just make sure you type in the Gospel for Life. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. 